0: They will say
1: that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for? If not for shedding, with my hook for a hand, I'll
0: split you from your groin to your gullet.
2: me, Paul. Me, Mike. Me, Chris. And me, Dan. This week, we look at a, another absolute classic, unless Dan's got anything to go about it. Uh, we also learn about bees. Uh, we learn the dark story behind Golden Syrup and Dan's descent into the dark uncle. Enjoy. <laughs> so, boys,
3: what have you been
0: up to? Uh... <sighs>
3: <laughs> that bird was really well placed. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah,
2: absolutely. I think that, that sums it up really. Um two-fifths of fuck all. I, I wrote that sitcom a couple of weeks ago. I'm still waiting to hear back from that. But that's, that's about it. That's about it, really. Finding out that the government doesn't want people to dance like it's fucking footloose. Uh, <laughs> i don't know if you saw that they, they put no. a thing out going um pubs aren't allowed music i won't go i won't put my conspiracy theory hat and i won't go on too much of a rant about this because i have opinions that some people might not agree with mike but, you um, have
1: opinions yeah, I'm surely, sure. surely not. <laughs> <Holy
2: mackerel>. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah so basically pubs aren't allowed any any form of live entertainment and they're not allowed any music or tv uh Why? on because because it might cause people to dance together or what? sit I'm not kidding. That's literally I'm gonna I'm gonna find well, it.
3: Wait, wait a minute. Having any kind of music <laughs> TV will make people get COVID, but being pissed drunk in a pub, you're fine.
1: Yeah. That's my point exactly. You, right. Like the more alcohol someone has, the less inhibitions they have. That's more likely to drive somebody to break the COVID rules than whether there is the football on the screen or Something else going on. It's bloody ridiculous. absolutely ridiculous. And apparently they've eased the distance in from two meters down to to just for the pubs. Now I know know Mike says conspiracy theories, but we all know what it is. It's because pubs make money for the government, and the government wants the money, and that's why they've done it. They're not interested in businesses that don't make money for them or the you know the people that are gonna be affected by it, it's pubs because it generates the alcohol tax and so, so on, this, is,
2: this is this is 4.5 of the amendment for entertainment um steps that will usually that will usually be needed determining the viability of entertainment and maximum audience numbers consistent with social distancing outside and within venues of safety considerations and then preventing entertainment such as broadcasts that is likely to encourage audience uh, behaviors increasing transmission risk for example loud background music communal dancing group singing or chanting (laughs) it's like fucking footloose we're gonna be having illegal raves well there was there was a legal (laughs) rave with fucking shearnette and two people got stabbed way up kent brilliant (laughs) winning well done everyone fucking hell
3: yeah that's what happens when people get together nowadays so before we go any further down the covid rabbit hole again um, (laughs) sorry have you been doing anything else no
0: sorry What have you been doing? N- nothing to report. Um, I've, I've been uh temporarily unfurloughed why temporarily
3: so,
0: uh basically there's a load of shit gone down at work no one knows how to fix it So <laughs> i suddenly got an email saying "Can you come back for a few days and fix all this shit so yeah wow so. did, is that did you say with-
3: no i'm afraid
2: of covid i must stay
0: home <laughs> <laughs> i've still got to do it from home um but oh yeah um yeah it's all is, just is nice. that
2: is that anything to do with the new the, the wealth of new knowledge that you've uh, you uh no up? it's not oh. it's the, it's, the, it's the patent lack
0: of knowledge and the stuff uh, with anyone else that isn't furloughed, the stuff i was doing before oh i see okay <laughs> yeah so i've got I'm, I'm working again until next wednesday and then who knows after that but, um oh, yeah aside from that uh, <laughs> i randomly join the rspb <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's logical step really wasn't it Tony? Yeah, really?
2: But Tony, yeah. wait. I love that your t-shirt had a dead bird on it. Yeah. Saticus <laughs> is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Oh mate, I used That's to love it. I, I, I was, brand. So did I. Yeah. I was I was <laughs> um, I was in a band that was um sponsored by them for about no 3 months. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we got we got we got two shipments of clothes and we did a little uh, photo shoot. It's probably still online somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I used to love Atticus clothing. Yeah, I was skinny.
3: <laughs> that is an excellent logo, the dead mm. bird, the upside-down yeah. dead bird. Yeah. Dan, what have you been up to?
1: What have I been Um I had to get a new car. And yeah, very you, nice
0: new car you
1: got. You guys uh, saw it. So, yeah, that was a bit last lastminute.com because the insurance company paid out and they were like, yeah, we're now going to collect your car. Okay. They're, <laughs> they're quite having their right to do that because, obviously, they've just paid out for it. But, yeah, it just left me um, in the oh, need God. of – getting a yeah a replacement so um i'd like to have done more shopping around and test drives and things but actually it seems pretty good so i'm more than happy with with the purchase so far um and the other thing is because i work in a sweat box in my home office uh, because it's in a a roof conversion um and the past couple of days as you probably know it's just been bonkersly hot um I've now I've ordered Aircon, uh, Portable Aircon unit. Uh, oh
0: nice.
1: <laughs> uh, so we're gonna be doing so the podcast ju- from your house from now. On. Your office. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well hold on, you say my office, it's my bedroom, it's my front room, it's my <laughs> Oh your apartment within your <laughs> <Yeah>. house. <laughs> the, the apartment in my house that I pay the rent for and everything. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so have you got it on right now? No, 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 it comes Monday. So uh, by the next next episode, I'll probably in a, a woolly hat and a like a <laughs> scarf and all sorts. And I can't wait. <laughs> I don't function well in this sort of heat. I, I've put on too much weight and uh, yeah, too much insulation. Right. Yeah, but to agree. be fair, I don't function yeah. not well that you in this heat either, and
3: I, I, and I haven't
1: got any extra weight. <laughs> well, then yeah, feel for me, feel for me and Mike. Like no. I'm bad enough because obviously I've put on the weight but he's got like a face hair thing going on and <laughs> how, how you cope is beyond me. I'm a human
2: rug and <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a good time for the chubby, for the chubby hairy bloke. Pour one out. If, you're, if you've got a drink right now, you lovely little chocolate hand. pouring out for the uh, for the human rugs in your life. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we are I, not fucking okay.
3: I'm <laughs> fooled and my head burns really quickly. Like, we've all got our things to bear. <laughs> our crosses oh, to bear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I've got some good bits that I've done. Yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> go on. Uh, number one, um, the one guy at work who I can't stand got run over. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Uh, Which resulted in me getting a significant pay rise. (laughs) Way! Mate, what a fucking hero's journey you've had with work. I know, (laughs) it's fucking good,
2: eh?
3: (laughs) It's it's turned out right. That's phenomenal. Secondly, as the restrictions have eased, me, like water, has just eased back into my old life very, very (laughs) smoothly. So... Uh, Within the next three weeks, I have three cinema trips booked.
2: Whee! What are you watching?
3: uh, Well, I'm going to the drive-in next Saturday to see Joker again. Then I booked to see uh, St. Francis, which I know nothing about, but he's the only film on that I haven't seen at the cinema. (laughs) And I also booked to see Empire Strikes Back at Odeon. Oh, amazing. Yeah, probably excited. And also, Frankie and Benny's sent me an email saying they were open, so I immediately booked a table for their opening night. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, we watched a film. We did. Yeah, we did. unfortunately. Which was a listener's choice. Whoa, and
2: it worked,
3: uh... whoa, 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 What,
2: what do you mean, unfortunately?
3: <laughs> uh, well, let's get this out of the way. Here <laughs> yeah. yeah, now, Dan, Dan can serenade
2: us. He's wrong. I his... was really nice right. to you before this fucking podcast started. <laughs> yeah, I'm already was. regretting it.
3: No. <laughs> Sorry, so this Paul. Was Uh, this was a listener's choice it was picked by Aaron Jacobs hi Aaron long time listener Uh, first time caller not first time caller all right we watched uh Bernard Rose's 1992 masterpiece (laughs) Candyman what was that sorry (laughs) (laughs) Dan what did we watch we watched Candyman Chris what did we watch we watched Candyman Mike, what did we watch?
2: Can you make can make
3: can So all right, I mean I'm I'm intrigued right off the bat. Dan, what the fuck do you mean? Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so when you say masterpiece, when when does the masterpiece
3: start? Oh my god. Jesus, right from that beautiful opening
2: aerial shot of the cross junctions. It was the, it was the first time that sort of camera had ever been used. It was called the Sky Shot. And it was um it was the first the first time that you could use a it was a camera with a zoom lens of five hundred meters um and it had like gyroscopes in it and it was it was the first film that ever used that like, commercially. Excellent. So so there.
1: Yeah. It's man, a, shame they, use on a it's shame they couldn't use it on a film with a good storyline. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck off. It's got an amazing storyline.
2: Well, but you don't I'm, like Dracula? I'm guessing, I'm guessing that you missed the subtext, so... <laughs> are you telling me are you telling me you don't like the story of Dracula? No, really. Or uh, <laughs> what about, Dan, race? What, what about race and the, the you know...
3: <laughs> Fuck that right up. <laughs> I'm to try again. <laughs> <laughs> How about Dan? Race relations in the poorer classes of America.
2: What? Gentrification.
3: Gentrification. It, in,
2: it, it was modern horror and modern gothic in the in the very fucking sense of the word. It was literally gothic sensibilities and the, and, the, and the and the and the gothic story arc dragged into 1992. <laughs> It was literally filmed during <laughs> some of the Rodney King riots.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Also, uh yeah, it was actually well, a lot of it was actually filmed at Cabrini Green, which is a real place. And mm-hmm. real, 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 real violent problems, gang mm-hmm. problems. They had to they hired, the they hired yeah. gang members, didn't they? Yeah. They the production team hired uh well, paid the gang members, basically to allow them to be there.
1: I was going to say, I don't think they had much choice. They went with the cameras and it was like, they either had to, Camera stolen or pay the money to be there yeah killed
3: and all their equipment (laughs) taken
1: yeah exactly
2: there was a a story on their last day of production that uh someone climbed on the roof and shot through the camera yeah uh the camera van and the bullet just lodged itself on the in the floor of the van and they were like okay we need to pack up now and leave (laughs) yeah or pay them off again we can't afford that you know all
1: right all right right, maybe the the story isn't too bad but Fuck me, the acting's terrible and everything. Like just... Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd, terrible. Yeah, terrible. It, it was just shocking. I it was boring. Oh no, I just I wasn't feeling it. Was not feeling it at all. I'm upset.
3: <laughs> I feel upset.
1: Was not feeling it. The only highlight was the see-through top at the end. I'm like, oh, it's, a big, it's great. Damn. <laughs>
3: It wasn't really see-through, though. It was just...
2: You know. you, no, you say <laughs> You that. can't chastise him and then <laughs> begin discourse
1: about uh, the see hey, the I, I wasn't disagreeing <laughs> with him about
0: it. I was
3: just
1: saying. I'm pretty sure they made the, the point, like, the bits wet, so it was extra see-through for that shot. <laughs> what like the bits? What do you the- mean? <laughs> The, okay, the nipple and the areola area. Area. What the area? The like, areolia. I knew this was gonna happen. Like you don't I, like this film. You got two choices. I can either lie and go, "Yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it," or I just go, "I didn't feel it. Like I didn't." No, certainly don't lie. It makes the conversation far more interesting. Yeah. Like <laughs> so you again, didn't like I, I couldn't work out. I, I Skipping ahead a little bit, like they'd obviously done the Candyman thing, and the, the point I'm um, thinking about the most is obviously when they were in the. Uh, she was in the either the hospital wherever it is after she'd um, been caught for the uh, the first murder, and he's hovering over her, but then gets shown the video footage of that that scene, and there's nobody there. But like he's got enough to be able to stab people. I, I can't. Well, make up your mind. Is he there? Is he not there? Is oh, he standing? He's kind he- of.
3: The myth is kind of like, um, it's like almost Freddy. Because he says right at the beginning, the opening speech of the film is that he lives in your nightmares. He lives in the whispers. Their belief makes him real. So if you don't mm-hmm. believe, you don't no, see.
1: No, I don't believe it because <laughs> the doctor who, stop laughing. I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it. The doctor or whoever um, gets killed. Like he, he clearly doesn't believe what's going on. But yet yeah, she but says her, candy belief, man.
3: her belief is enough. Oh for mm. fuck's sake.
1: Like I feel like if
3: you look if you like pick things this much in any film you're gonna find problems. Like it's, should we should we talk about the Matrix for a second, Dan? <laughs> Knock yourself out. <laughs> Knock yourself out. No, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, <laughs> But just just uh, listeners just take into like account that Dan's favourite film is The Matrix. So if you want to pick holes in something It's the um <laughs> yeah. it's the Gothic it's the Gothic with because oh, uh, Keanu Reeves, world's best actor, is in that
1: look hit me up podcast dan instagram if you've got a problem in the matrix you've got a problem with me <laughs> <laughs> let's do this and i can confirm that his guns are out right now <laughs> <laughs> and they're oh, like suckers <laughs> ak-47 back there as well waiting to go Motherfuckers. Back, is it
3: back, <laughs>
1: back there yeah, they i can
3: only see imagine cap. where you're keeping
2: that uh, <laughs> you
1: when you imagine. say back there do
2: you do you mean your bottom yes. do you mean your chat and pocket yes <laughs> yes i do
3: <laughs> okay so right. back to
2: the
1: film right so okay we've we jumped on me for why i didn't like it gone look like absolutely help yourselves as why well, you did like it you know okay all
3: right joking joke aside did you get nothing out of the atmosphere like yeah. That's part of what I love about this film is like the whole atmosphere of it, the whole look of it. It's so sort of.
1: So you're okay. absolutely right. I, I liked um, the, the whole fact of they were going into the, uh, the black neighborhood and the, um, the atmosphere that that created the tension of the, her going into the flats. You've got the, the gang at the bottom giving her a hard time accusing her of being five o and blah, blah, blah. then you got the, the woman who's got the baby and actually on the screen right now, um, you know, she's clearly a struggling single mum, and things like that. Like it addresses quite poignant things, and I'm not talking about poignant to now. I'm talking about poignant from. It, no,
3: but it is though.
1: Well, poignant to now, yeah, it is. But yeah,
3: it, it's t- it's a timeless
1: theme. Yeah, um, and again, it seems to be the same recurring message. And why people don't learn from it is beyond me. But we'll cover that in another podcast or uh, separate episode. But and i've just watched the bit where she peers through um into the um uh, the other room and you've got the big spray painting graffiti of the candy man's mouth oh, that she comes it. out of that mm. that's epic like yeah so you're right i don't know you said michael paul I,
3: I feel like this is going to be one of those films dan talks himself into liking no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it, the way that she the way that she and en- she enters essentially the gothic idea of, of you know it's a mod- it's a modern gothic tale so, so the woman entering the castle she's literally entering like the domain of of, of the the manifestation of whether whether you're going to think it's in her head or whether it's like the the charismatic dark gentleman um in in the kind of the gothic sense the way she comes the the entrance to that is his mouth and the way that he converts her it foreshadows the way that he converts her by spewing bees into her mouth because bees are kind of the uh the the transistor of of whatever the dark energy or whatever you're going to call it yeah uh, I, really, I really
3: like that i like the bee
2: aspect mate the fucking yeah fucking bees there's loads of really cool like if you look in the background there's loads of like weird hexagon patterns as well like throughout the film yeah um and, like the whole idea of like this is this, this was destined to happen from the start i, I love it man i'm those bees were a fucking nightmare though on on, uh, on set um oh, no, they they to, were. yeah yeah yeah! he got stung so many times it was something like 23 times and he had to be paid like a hefty bonus um i found out that bees are less likely to sting you when they're 12 hours old as opposed to bees that are 24 hours old as well yeah they I mean, they're yeah, just as big uh, apparently
3: there's an interesting story that i think is it joe rogan always tells about when they were on the set of uh, fear factor and they had like bees yeah. as part of one of the things. And look, the bees they brought along in the hive were hovering around the place. And another hive of bees from somewhere else came over and they hovered around. They all ming- ming- mingled, in, mingled in for a while and then they came apart and just went their separate ways. What? Oh, bees right. are crazy, man. Really crazy.
2: Have you ever seen bees shimmer? <laughs> you know what shimmering is? Yeah, yeah. Is is that so they vibrate. Yeah, they'll, they'll vibrate, but in like a wave. So yeah. when they're in a hive... Oh, you mean as a... Yeah, yeah, the swarm. Yeah, I don't mean like put on a sparkly outfit and do the, do the runway. Hi, boys.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm
2: here. <laughs> Check this out. Primark, three quid. You wouldn't believe it.
1: <laughs> it's not a high... But... Hi, bees. I'm here.
3: <laughs> it just occurred to me that I couldn't tell you a single other film that Virginia Madsen's in.
2: I feel the need to... Oh, IMDb she was allergic to bee venom as well worth worth pointing out oh. so they had to have a they had to have a paramedic on set at all times <laughs> as well as someone from the i oh, can't remember I, I want to say aspb you know this uh. you've just joined an animal rights organization
0: <laughs>
3: yes <Chris. laughs> he,
2: he's our resident bug
1: boy oh okay, <laughs> boy. okay. Come on. Uh, the bees is the bbka ah uh. <laughs> And and the KKK. Oh, I was
3: I was about to say yeah. I don't I don't worry about that because I don't think we can offend bees. But these days, who
2: the fuck knows? And the blues singer is BB King. <laughs> you need to know that. Um,
0: no, I was just saying about the uh, the beekeeping association that you were asking about. I had
2: yeah. to Google it. I didn't know it, but yeah, well, they had, there is. They it. had <laughs> so they had someone on on um, on set who apparently got annoyed every single time, like a bee would just die. <laughs> don't know why that. <laughs> yeah. you're still there you're still there that's fucking brilliant boot my ghost, ghost. <laughs> I right. you say my name into the mirror five times
1: Mike thank you cooked. that was so weird so uh you asked if um, Virginia Madison has been in anything else uh, oh, I know she has I just
3: can't think of anything
1: Uh June she was in that who June Ju- the Dune. 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 Oh, I've
3: never seen it.
1: Um, she's done June. some CS... Dune, yes. Yeah, she was in that. Sorry, she's done I've some CSI something. stuff. Uh, apparently she was in Dawson's Creek. <laughs> That's who? <laughs> Maddie. Maddie Allen. I don't know oh. who that is. Um, I've seen Dawson's Creek like a
3: thousand times. And I mean I, I, all of it. And I don't know who the fuck she is.
1: She was in Frasier, for those who watched Frasier. Uh, she's been in loads. Like, probably been in loads, but... They're the ones that I recognise, and I'm sure others will know from other stuff. Scooby-Doo, Where's My Mummy, apparently.
3: <laughs> Is she voice Yeah, clear
1: Yeah, Cleopatras. I, I did okay. have a little look at the uh, director, Bernard Rose. He's got quite yeah. an
0: interesting past. He used to do music videos. Yes, That's he right, did, yeah. He did Relax and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the Pleasure Dome all that sort of stuff. Nice. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: He's, a, he's an interesting guy, actually. He's English, for one thing.
0: Oh, that
1: okay. That's good.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's British. Um, uh, yeah, he's made a few films. One called Paper House, which I haven't seen, which is meant to be yeah. really good, uh, and also Frankenstein recently, fairly recently, quite yeah. like, within the last few years, uh, which I've heard is terrible, but I haven't seen.
1: He's done a snuff movie, apparently, <laughs> or is that just called snuff movie? Sorry, yeah. Mm, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so do oh, you yeah, know God what? Do we know what this uh, t- or cost to make and how much it took?
0: Yeah. Uh, it was uh, eight, or they said between eight and nine million dollars uh, budget Cheap. and brought in 25.7 million. Wow.
3: Okay. H- hence the two terrible sequels. <laughs> actually, I don't know if they're
0: terrible. I've never seen them. No, nor I. <laughs> I. I actually hadn't seen this for Donkey's years. Well, I didn't own it. Um, so I just rented it from Prime. It's been it a long, like, I don't know, 15 years. Since really? Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's good, though.
3: Yeah. Last time I watched it was uh, end of last year on Halloween. I watched it like, during the, uh, like, Halloween I do, or what a lot of other people do, is I try and do, not every year, but like most years I try and do the 31 horror films in 31 days. But it just ends up being ones I've seen a thousand times.
1: <laughs> well, just because you do the same lists, Every every Halloween, you might nah, mix uh, it up a bit. The same list.
3: but there are there are a few staples like trick or treat has to be played yeah. every year. Uh, Halloween, obviously, uh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> now the the new Halloween, I'll probably stick that in the rotation too, or the newest one. Um, her boyfriend, the old professor guy, that's the guy that plays George Mason in Twenty Four.
1: I thought I'd seen his face before. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. I funked I'd seen it before. So he makes a
3: lot... Of, he makes a use of this aerial shot loads in this film. Like if, he, if he's going over roadways or over the... Um,
1: uh, what's it called? That was helpful. Thanks for your input on that, Paul. So, listeners, as... <laughs> Fuck's sake!
3: <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was kind of just, just for the interest of clarification. Mike's just sent a, a message to the to our group chat to try and be all stealthy <laughs> about
0: housekeeping, which is cool.
3: But I was simultaneously distracted by trying to read that, kind of watching the film, and then I forgot what I was saying completely and tried to cover it up
1: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Definitely can't multitask. (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) Paul.exe
2: has stopped working. (laughs) Of course, we can't let Paul do what that would sound like because.
3: (laughs) <laughs> it's
1: the same it is the same tune though that's what it's does my head every time yeah. <laughs> it's wrong like drastically wrong but it's the same tune. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, something on, about
2: man. something i saw about the um the, a theory about the aerial um shots and 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 harry mentioned actually when when she was watching um is that it is almost mimicking like what what a flying insect would see when they're swarming over a over a town or something so it could almost be um you know like in evil dead where the camera is almost, almost a character i won't say it is because that's <laughs> ridiculous um but yeah it's like well, the, the the camera is has characteristics shall i say and that and yeah. you kind of you kind of get that idea when um you know when she's going through um she's going through the uh the the house the second time when they, when they go up into, I can't remember where it is, the fucking apartment block. Caprini Green. Caprini Green. Um, and she opens the she opens the door after the, after the murders have happened. And the, the, the camera goes re- like suddenly really shaky cam. And I just really like how most of the film has been like these really beautiful set pieces. And then when the story becomes very personal, the camera suddenly becomes very realistic. And it's like a, literally a fly on the wall. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah, I like that Good. too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I should not have the film on, you know. <laughs> like, yes, Mike. <laughs> they actually, her and her friend actually do say Candyman in the, in the mirror five times. Five times, yeah. yeah.
1: She she says it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Her
3: friend
1: only, yeah. only says it four, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, that happens a lot throughout this film, where people just say it four times, and not all in a row. But if you listen, the dialogue is set so occasionally multiple characters will say Candyman next to each other within conversation.
2: Yeah, I noticed that. It's, it's, it's really of, cleverly done. It's one of those things where you you can't unnotice it. Once you start, something clicks and you go, how many times are they saying Candyman in this scene? And you go, ah, yeah. ah oh,
3: oh. <laughs> so i give you a little bit of background or a little bit of information. So the film was written by Clive Barker, a short story by Clive Barker set in Liverpool. Yeah and uh, dealt with like class issues um, and a lot of like, you know, unemployment and uh, Mm. basically people were living below the breadline. But uh, Bernard Rose thought that if he set it in England, particularly uh, Northern part, like Liverpool or, you know, anywhere with an accent, he would have to contend with an accent that half the rest of the world couldn't understand. So he decided he wanted to move the film to America, but still wanted, like, the uh, the, the similar feel. So he, he set it in Cabrini Green to have, like, a race divide rather than a class divide. Yeah. Um, and when it was that the script was leaked somehow to the NAACP, and they objected to it violently because it had a black lead character who was the antagonist. And they were like, well, mm. "Why would you have an antagonist in the lead role that's going to make things worse? Because people are at the time already scared of black males. Why?" Do you know you what?
1: Gonna- that's one of the things when watching it. I was like, back in nineteen ninety-two, I wonder how that would have come across um, as a black, you know, a black man being the killer. Yeah. Um, And then it occurred to me, it's like, well, in all fairness, most of the other horror films at the time have been white blokes. This is probably one of the only ones I can think of off the top of my head that is a black man that is the killer. So to be fair, it's not, you know, it's not unreasonable. No. Also, I think it still is the
3: only one. It Probably. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I'm pretty pretty sure as far as I know. know, I can't think think of another one. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I can't think of one. Uh, but yeah anyway they so bernard rose explained that contrary to what they were thinking like essentially in these kinds of films the the antagonist comes across sympathetic like you have sympathy for him and you end up kind of rooting for the bad guy and also he's the one that kids are going to dress up for as halloween they're not going to dress up as hell <laughs> so they were you know they're not 100 they weren't 100% happy with it but they let them make the film because the studio wasn't going to make the film or we're going to make massive changes
2: to me um you know i'm just some white dude in his 30s so take that with whatever fucking pinch of salt you need to to have this opinion but to me it it, it seems like a like a play on that fear do you mean it's like a smart move to be like oh yeah you're you're scared so we're literally going to put um, a black man that, you know, the, the production team in interviews were talking about how it's, um, you know, the, the big fear was a white woman being taken away by the black male yeah, in yeah, yeah. Letters. Um, and, and to me, as, as I said, like right at the start, this is almost like a retelling of, of like the, the Dracula myth. And, and you've, you've put the person in position of power, uh, to be a, to be a black man. And I think that's good.
3: Yeah. Well, that Tony Todd is awesome.
1: But then also to argue, like, again, take it uh, hopefully with a pinch of salt, but if they hadn't have cast a black man, then at some point somebody would have said, why are you never casting black men? Why are you always taking preference over the white guys? Like... <laughs> I, it's so difficult to, to stay on that line and Ballant. not fall either no, side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you, yeah, and
2: you name one—you name one white guy who could wear a coat that fucking stylishly. Oh, <laughs> oh true. true. Oh, my <laughs> god! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a walking rug, so I could never wear a coat like that. But my Bro- god, I wish I owned a coat like that. Oh, me too. Oh, I tell you, I can name Brandon like Lee. That. Did
3: he have a big coat oh. like that in the Crow? No, it was leather, but it would that would yeah that would have looked pretty cool actually. Yeah, like trench coats, fine. Um, But I tell you, uh, Mike. Sorry, we mean you know who could definitely wear that coat and get away with it. Go on, Sam. Sam Diplock.
2: (laughs) Yes, shout out to Sam. He actually has one very
3: similar to that.
2: Stylish motherfucker. Yeah, the good egg as well. (laughs) Yes.
3: So yeah. um, that was
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the end. Thanks for listening. we we'll <laughs> 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 um, Yeah. Go. So, uh,
0: okay,
2: sorry. So, so then we get the... What was that? Was that me? Yeah. Was it my sorry.
0: bones. <laughs> <laughs> that might have actually been my dog. She just jumped off the sofa and did a shaking thing before. Uh, Hold
2: up. Yeah. You've got a dog. You've never shown me your dog. <laughs>
0: We has got a Romanian rescue. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's
0: adorable.
2: He just burped <laughs> um, into the fucking mic. <laughs> well, he knows I'm going to cut this out because I started just waffling about dogs. He's getting all the burps out. That's <laughs> Fucking <laughs> bald idiot. Will you stop <laughs> fucking doing it? I did a burp that, not, <laughs> no word of a lie, lasted for about 20 seconds the other day. <laughs> we <laughs> We ordered an Indian... And got, and I got some some like full fat coke, and I don't really drink a lot of full fat coke, despite the size of me. And I just I, I ate this I ate this massive curry, and I, I took a drink, and then I just I got really gassy, and I just went, uh, and then like looked over at Harriet on the sofa, and she's looking at me, and I'm like. Uh, uh, we're both just going, what the fuck? While this burp is like escaping out of my mouth. And Mike honestly, must have been about 20 Even the dog looked up and went, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like I'd exercised a demon. <laughs> when did you go for a run? I said exorcised, not exercised. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you big bald idiot! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking slaphead! <laughs> you fucking bald idiot! <laughs> you got me!
0: <laughs> oh, shit!
2: It, it, you know, the point I made earlier about kind of subverting um, expectation is, is that you have, you know, two female protagonists and the typical role of, like, the professor... Uh, in this film, he's like, "Oh, do you want to hear my story?" And She's like, "Not really. Yeah. <laughs> well, not yeah, fine. You're fine, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I'll go get it from the source." Um, there's a really interesting um, story behind, you know, you know, the graffiti written in shit. Yeah, sweets, sweets for the sweet. Yeah. Well, apparently, that came from um, Clive Barker. Right, who has the weirdest accent? Have you heard Clive Barker's accent? Clive
3: Barker is an odd guy all around. (laughs) I was like, odd as fuck. I've read several of his books and they're really good, actually. They're really good, but he is so preoccupied with dicks, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh my god, like he is obsessed. He paints dicks like all the time. Yeah, he paints dicks, and he's got this weird servant (laughs) thing that hangs around his house, and he's like. (laughs) Dude, I'm serious. Look up. There's a really interesting documentary about Clive Barker. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. I'll I'll find
0: out. Maybe, yeah. Yeah,
3: it could well be. But he has like this manservant, and, like, he just lays in bed all day. Like, Clive Barker, I think he's something wrong with him. I don't think he's – I think he's got some kind of chronic illness. But he's all kind of creepy and weird and, like, it like, you know, like you see Hellraiser and you think, oh, I love Hellraiser. It makes you feel icky. Like, yeah. Like, oh. Clive Barker actually lives in that world. Like, this is <laughs> not just stuff he's putting down on paper. This is the life he lives.
2: It's fucked. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. sorry about that That's <laughs> like <Nice laughs> you big bald idiot um, <laughs> um, diminishing returns I know I, yeah. I, I, won't, do, I won't do that anymore um, cool. it's like that kid at a party He says that one funny thing and then they go ah, 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 and everyone goes ah, fuck off uh, not that I've ever been that kid ever you get that a lot <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's called my comedy career yeah so he was uh, No. I've, I've completely fucking lost the point uh, <laughs> what I was going to talk about this is a fucking
3: disaster
2: i uh yeah it's too hot guys hams it's too fucking hot we're too distracted how fucking hot it is <laughs> i'm really sorry lads I, I had like a salient point it turns on his head no we did that bit <laughs> uh, well, another. another I'll, I'll tell you what then uh, like another interesting um fact is that I, I don't know about you the whole the whole film has this kind of ethereal sort of feeling to it yeah and i found out that um Uh, virginia actually they went to they took her to a hypnotist yeah and for a lot of her scenes with um with the candy man himself um, she was literally put into a trance so he he um the director forgotten his name sorry bernard rose bernard rose yeah who madman apparently for for, for every everyone in production is just like yeah he just spent a lot of time cackling like a madman and going more blood yeah (laughs) but he had like a they went and saw this hypnotist and he had the trigger phrase so he'd literally walk up to her, whisper in her ear, she'd glaze over and then do her lines. And um apparently towards the end of production, she missed like a whole day. She said everything would melt away. She wouldn't know she wouldn't be able to see the production staff or anything going on. She like lived in that world when she was under. Um and then towards the end, she like tried to tried to sue. She was like, No, don't I I don't like you putting me under. Don't come near me anymore. Wow. Yeah, I bet that didn't it help really, her career. She was trying to really see her director. It really what well, really freaked her out. She like apparently there's there's days of filming that she just doesn't remember because <laughs> she was under a trance. Which is mad. Yeah, that is mad.
3: Don't you think uh, the, the young kid she meets, he's a, a really good little actor.
1: Mm, no. Don't you think? None yeah. of them are good actors apart from um Toddy Tod, Tod.
3: Tony Todd Todd. His yeah. voiceovers, like his narration.
1: I was going to say, man, what me. I'd love to have. on yeah. Or what I'd give to have his voice. Yeah. Like, mm. So I'm going to kill you. Yeah, he's kind of like James
3: Earl <laughs> Jones, isn't he? He could do Darth Vader. Oh yeah, man, all day long. Yeah. It's such a. He's in, he's in loads of Star Trek as well, Tony Todd. Oh, is he? Yeah, he pops up like I think in every incarnation of Star Trek. Oh, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. I like that. Oh, oh, I was telling you about the sweets for the sweet. That's what I was fucking telling you ah, about. Yeah. So Clive Barker said in an interview that he got the idea of the whole sweets for the sweet um, because of, you know, Lion's um, treacle. Oh, yeah. So the original... No, no. Golden no. Lion.
3: Gold, golden syrup. Lion's golden syrup. syrup. Oh, yeah, okay. oh, yeah.
2: Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the Americans call it treacle, and that's what I was listening to. I earlier, think we're going to give us
0: some great anatomical thing about lions.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <but> <laughs> all then. Well, the the original <laughs> the original logo for uh, golden golden syrup had a lion that was on its side, and then a load of bees were flying out of it. <laughs> um, and it was it said from from the it was the it said sweet from the strong or, or something something similar to that. It was a line that was like that. And um, Clive Barker said himself said that he finds, and and this will back up what what you were saying, Paul, um, about Hellraiser and sort of how he, how he lives is he finds joy in the, in the perverse of making something sweet out of something awful. So, you know, these bees are eating this lion and making honey out of its corpse and out of something that was strong has been like, you know, that's been perverted and turned into something, uh, saccharine. Right. Which is I just wanted to use the word Um because <laughs> it's a good word. That's the word hands If you've got that on your <laughs> got that on your bingo card, then uh, you've UK. just won. Uh, um, there's a DVD on the shelf. I don't know what it is, but you can have that as long as you're in the UK.
1: Just briefly, um,
2: briefly discuss the score. Philip Glass. Philip Glass, because it's very he different. He fucking
1: hated
3: it. Yeah, he didn't know he was scoring a horror film. Stupid. Until he saw it in a theatre, he came out. He came out of the cinema after seeing the film and ran up, rang, called Bernard Rose, and was like, "Um, what <laughs> has happened here? <laughs> this is a horror film." Bernard Rose was like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> and as a result, uh, Philip Glass wouldn't release the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, not for years. Until years later, um, he called bernard rose up while he was making another film and offered his offered his services to score again and bernard rose was like okay sure but answer me one question first what was the issue with Candyman?" uh philip glass was like oh nothing nothing it was uh well have you seen the royalties <laughs> so it took like endless royalties for the film to make him turn around and finally let the soundtrack be released.
1: I don't know. Intentious musical bastards, all of them. (laughs) Anybody who plays an instrument. Although
3: it is an an amazing
1: score. What I
3: I like is that it's uh, exactly almost what you said about the sweets for the sweet. It's like the film is so murky and grimy, but the score is almost not happy, but like Mm. it's sweet and airy. I love, I love contradiction in things.
2: Like mm. two things that shouldn't work but do. Like me and Dan. Like you and Dan, <laughs> yeah. The sound the soundtrack to me sounds absolutely like timeless. Like yeah. I couldn't pin it on 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 any decade. It's because it's almost could, classical. Oh. Yeah. We're like oh, you couldn't go, well, that's quintessentially X. <sighs> yeah. But you could put it in a film today, and they probably will, they'll probably use elements of it for the for the new one.
3: Uh, there they have. Um, in a film recently, they used parts of the Candyman score that weren't used. Cannot remember what the film was. It's really annoying. This fact has literally just popped back into my head.
1: What I do like about it is it's got one of those. So, so certain horror films have got like a, a melody or something about them that you can always attribute to that film or, or whatever. And that's definitely got. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, and I'm not going to ask you to sing it, Paul, because uh, <laughs> we know you'll do it verbatim. But... I feel like I'd be the best person to it. <laughs> <laughs> but it has got one of those songs that if you heard it, you go, oh, that's the Candyman thing. Yeah, I know exactly. What saying, yeah. Whereas the horror distinct. films, just, yeah, they just go for general sounds or musical uh, notes but don't really have that theme or that melody that you can attribute to, to the film so that, that's one thing I did appreciate about the Candyman and that was about it
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the gore did you not appreciate the gore what gore do you mean what gore what literally gore? every time someone's killed oh well you, you oh, saw just this yeah. red
1: bit appear and oh, oh the blood was it. beautiful did you
3: watch an edited version <laughs> <laughs> is there an edited version I don't know, but it sounds like it, because this <laughs> film's gory as fuck.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. I, I didn't I didn't feel the gore. I didn't feel the film, you know that. Yeah, but I, I do need to actually scan back through, because when her friend gets killed, um, yeah. w- what you see on the floor doesn't look anything like her. No, because it's really pale, like the blood's gone, she's bled out. Well, she looks almost Asian. I'm like, <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> well, she looks sort of... Uh, well, there's just no colour, is there? She's just drained.
1: Look, we've covered the colour thing. Can you leave that out now? (laughs) No, I know what you mean. But just, yeah, to me, she almost looked Asian. I'm like, if they just replaced her, does she not want to do that particular scene or what?
3: Uh No. I can't. I don't know. I don't get that. I, it would actually freak me out. I think it looks really freaky because like, she proper looks dead. You don't often get that in films. Like normally, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's clearly alive. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't look dead in the slightest, but she actually looks quite dead. Do you love the, um, the set of the uh, university or college with that like amphitheater they keep showing the aerial view of? I love mm. that shot. That would make a really good poster. Like a deep cut poster, you'd have to know the film to know what the poster was. <laughs> yeah, Because he says uh, for me as a, the, the the feel of it, obviously not anything else, but the general feel of this film kind of reminds me of Silence of the Lambs a little bit.
1: I know what in, you mean. Yeah,
3: it's kind of that same subdued, subdued horror, although in this it's more pronounced at times. But like, because it's almost a police procedural without the police. Wow, that was timely. Speaking of weeks, <laughs> <words. laughs>
1: that's probably an ambulance, but still. <laughs> does it actually cover why he's called the Candy Man? I um, no, I don't think it does. No, I can't think of any point that actually covers it that. Explains his backstory, but at yeah. no
3: point they mention why he's called the Candy Man.
2: Um, it came from a real urban myth about a guy who would hide in public toilets and okay. cut cut the dicks off little boys
3: what the fuck
2: yeah that's Is a, that that's real? A, yeah that's a real urban legend that oh, like geez. people like don't don't go into a public bathroom because the because the candy man will cut your dick off yeah yeah it's weird it's fun isn't it
3: actually old <laughs> candy, the Candyman man three, five times thing bernard rose added it wasn't in the original script or film hmm. it's obviously the bloody mary myth bloody
1: mary, yeah yeah. Bloody Mary. you Did any of you do that as a kid? Yeah, of course. course. Yeah, And guess, guess what? what? Nothing fine. happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And guess what? I
2: died. You're fucking liars. <laughs> oh, fucking liar kids. Um, We like this film, guys.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> we <can> don't. No. <laughs> All
2: right, three of us like this film, guys. No, so think- we
3: don't know about Chris. <laughs> he hasn't specified one way uh, That's I'm, a good uh, point.
0: No, I do, I love it. Uh, I'm just absolutely I've seen it, but uh, unlike usual, I had no notes, I'm completely unprepared. I've watched it and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that,
3: well that's basically how I come to every one of these podcasts.
0: So. <laughs> I normally have tons of them, but yeah. I literally like
2: finished work, I was, had some
0: food and logged on.
2: Do you know what, mate? I was I was the same as you um until I did like I only did about like an hour's research. And then I, I hadn't, because I'm an idiot. I hadn't twigged all the <laughs> gothic stuff. And then I was like, the more I was watching, the more I was, I was reading like a couple of articles, and I was like, oh fuck me, yeah, it's like, it's like the Dracula mythos, like bar the the fucking drinking blood thing, but you know, it's about the tall dark stranger who uses prim- primarily uses seduction to uh, to get a, to get a woman. Uh, to cross the threshold and, and he has to be invited in and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And the legacy continues when he dies and the ashes, uh, the, the stuff about ashes in, in the Dracula mythos. I just can't remember what it is because I'm too fucking hot. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Um. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. it I, I like the ongoing question of like, did was, because he says at the end, it was always you, Helen without a comma, which really upset me. <laughs> 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 it was always you, Helen. And it's like either it wasn't always Helen and he's just written up on a wall it was always you and then filled it in with the next girl that was uh-huh. available. It was always you, <laughs> Susan. Um or, or he did it hastily and he forgot the comma at the end of you and that, Has that upset Has anyone
3: me. seen either of the sequels? No. no? I'm wondering if she's the candyman in second one. I know Tony Todd's in all three, but I feel like she should be like
2: Well, you know who the man. um you know who the main character is in the new one, don't you? It's uh, it's Anthony all grown up. Oh. Yeah.
3: Oh, I did not know
2: that. No. Yeah, the, so the kid that gets rescued. Yeah, yeah. Um he, the, he's, he's going to be the the baby. Yeah, the baby, yeah. Right. right, right. He uh he's going to be the the main character of this ah, of this new ah, sequel. That looks so good, man. I can't wait. Yeah, man. I really hope cool. it's not delayed. No. Um and then we get we get like a re- a reverse uh, again. Again there's there's loads of stuff that kind of turn turn prejudices as on their head in this film and um where we get you know a woman a woman being burned in, you know when when before it was a it was a black gentleman that was lynched and uh, now we've got a lynch mob where the roles are reversed and although I don't think all of them knew there was a woman in there. Um uh, no. the people who started the fire certainly did know there was a there was a woman in there and then she becomes she passes on that you know that myth. I like when she hits him in the dick with the fucking fire as well. That was funny. <laughs> <I'm> just- <laughs> Um. so I, I think I'd I, I like to say it's unanimous but I know it isn't um, I, I think I think I would like you to
1: get it watched it's fucking classic why get it watched no, nobody in this podcast was able to provide any decent content as to why this is a good film so don't get it watched it's shit <laughs> oh god okay, okay
3: get, get it watched because it's it fucking watched. brilliant
0: <laughs> yeah
2: definitely it's, it's an amazing yawn, film yawn fest yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'll tell you what, isn't a yawn fest? Taking a big old machete, cutting through some thicket, and looking at some idiots. In the Amazon jungle,
0: <gasps>
2: um, we have some prize dickheads. Not in the um, not Wait, in the uh, one the star. <laughs> <laughs> and people on Amazon, um, yeah. Th- there's not a lot. There's only eight one star reviews, and none of them are kind of really biting or stupid. Um, they're all they're all stuff about like the DVD, Matty for force four five six said this dvd was terrible terrible uh, t-a-t-a-r-r-r-i-b-l-e the terrible. picture quality was rubbish and it was not even scary uh, don't no apostrophe don't waste your money on this dvd um then no full stop then a new paragraph <laughs> no no capital letter very very disappointing <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah there's, there's about three p's in that as well yeah. is he going to pick up um, a penguin he might be.
3: <laughs> I've got a good one by Mr. M. Robertshaw. Uh, it's titled "Rubbish Film," and he says, yep. "I bought this because it was scary when I was really young. Watching it in my thirties was a terrible, not scary <laughs> and rubbish storyline." Sold it to um, sold it to Music Magpie already, but as we don't know how long he owned it for, that's really not relevant.
2: <laughs> Ooh, you're hard.
3: Yeah, did you? I've already sold it to Music Magpie. Okay. When did you buy it
1: though? I've owned it (laughs) fifteen years and then I decided to sell it. Fucking yeah. Um, Have fun. I found a guy who's
2: problematically called himself the Dark Uncle. I don't think you want to be known as the Dark Uncle. (laughs) Why is Uncle Uncle Barry not allowed? That's that's what someone writes about you in retrospect after (laughs) therapy. No, the
3: Dark Uncle.
2: Yeah, that's Why a chapter in a biography where alone in the garage. That's that's a chapter in a biography where you read it and go, "Oh my God, the poor fucker! He went through that, didn't he?" Um, very, very dated now. Acting feeble throughout. Decent idea, purely uh, poorly executed. Yep, Dan, are you the dark uncle? Yeah, I am. <laughs> if, if anyone's call- going to be a dark uncle,
1: it is Dan. They call <laughs> me Dunkle. <laughs> is that because you're <laughs> good at basketball <laughs> i'm good at sticking it in there oh
2: oh dear
1: <laughs> that
3: got weird quick
2: <laughs> yeah got a severe case of ligma there dan yeah, yeah. Have I? yeah did it show yeah <laughs> oh man
3: i need to get a look can't, at can't move for it so that was our disappointing look at Candyman for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Dis- disappointing for the people listening, not We're sorry. disappointing for us. Yeah, sorry, uh, Aaron, that we couldn't make more of an episode out of your choice, despite the fact that we all love it. And it's got some seriously heavy
2: undertones. Yeah, but for especially some reason, with everything going on right now. Yeah, it's
3: it's actually, you know timely for now mm. but uh we're all really
2: stupid so unfortunately
3: <laughs> we, we can't do the film justice
2: so so if you're american um and you want one of our lovely american hams what you might not know is that england basically has no air con we have shitty little like office desk fans and that's what we're expected to cool down with so like when we hit air for- right at you yeah, so when we hit like thirty degrees, we all just go. No, it's not cricket. Stop that, and we all just shut down.
3: Oh, and it, also, it doesn't help that it's, it was a big storm this morning, so it's been really fucking humid all day as well. It's
2: been all, yeah. My beard is going like out here. I feel like Grizzly Adams. Um, just very quickly, I just want. I just had a little catch up on a uh, last last week's uh, not last week's but last episode was Zombie Nightmare, fucking stone cold classic. Um, and I asked um, you hams to review bomb it. Now, in a good way. I don't know what. What's the what's the opposite of a review bomb? A review flower? lift? A, a, a review flower? That <laughs> sounds like a northerner telling someone to review something. Can you give that a review flower? <laughs> <laughs> ah, ch- cheers, love. Thanks a lot. And I'm delighted to say that the it's gone from 2 out of 5 stars to 3.3 out of 5 Woo! stars. Um, I, feel, I can't I feel like we're responsible for that. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely are responsible for that. I can't I, I I'm sorry, like correlation isn't causation and all that, but last week it was at 2 stars. We put the call out, it's now at 3.3. I wasn't able to leave a review, so some, one of our hams or some of our hams do have done that. I, so, feel
3: like, I feel like we might have some power here. Like, <laughs> we, can, we can get things done. <laughs> we Individually, we're fucking losers. But together, as the After Horror podcast, we get shit done. <laughs> All right? It's so like watch shit. how you speak to us?
2: Because we can get things done. <laughs> well, like the shittest Megazord. He's, he's, he's throwing <laughs> the mic down. uh yeah cool okay um so whose choice is it this week i did
3: ask ask this on the chat earlier and nobody answered me so yeah i think it is mine okay
1: yeah i think i think it's christoph's
0: okay Okay. um i'm gonna pick something i've not seen before um something that just popped up on my uh amazon as because you watch this yeah this other people have watched this um it's called Holidays. It's an anthology, 2016. Oh. It's eight stories about eight holidays. You know, and obviously with Father's Day just gone, Father's Day is one of them. So We all
3: know how important Father's Day is, except me <laughs> and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Holidays.
0: I saw I'm, Kevin Smith listed on it as well. Ooh, so.
3: So that's uh, So that's Holidays, which has been on my Netflix list for about three years. And I've not <laughs> gotten around to watching. So that's, yeah, that's good. Fucking
2: A. Yeah. Yeah, never awesome. seen it. So amazing. And if you if you did enjoy this podcast, I mean I'm surprised, but if you did enjoy this episode of the After Horror podcast, uh, you can get in touch with us on all the social medias at After Horror. Mm. Quite honestly, stick to Instagram because I'm running the other two and I can't even log <laughs> into the Twitter. So yeah. who the fuck knows what's going on with it? I think we um, all know that Instagram's the best social media. It is, it is. It's just nice pictures usually. Yeah. Um uh, and two, and no two one's... of us have fucked off our
3: Facebooks anyway.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you're having a conversation on Facebook, it's more than likely with me and i'm a dickhead so so you don't want to do that
3: <laughs> but, if, but if it's on um,
2: instagram then it's usually me yeah yeah <laughs> um so so yeah find us on there or if you want to uh, get get freaky in a digital sense then you can visit the website at afterhorror.co.uk Lovely stuff. All the all the episodes there, including episodes that currently aren't on your favourite uh, podcasting apps, because uh, the service that we use means that that some of the older episodes are missing. So if you want to go back right to where it began, then you want to go to uh, to the website and start listening to it uh, from there. Um, if you really liked what you heard, and uh, then you can find us on what t shirt company? Paul uh, T Public. I remembered. You can find us on T Public. Uh, As a quick addendum
3: to that, uh, on the episode before last, we said that we were going to give any T-shirt sales to any, well, probably the main Black Lives Matter charity. Mm -hmm. Correct? We have made some money. Ching ching. I shall tell you how much if I can find it. (laughs) I did did again send it into the group chat the other day. Okay,
1: so I've I've got twenty-eight quid in the top of my office. It's gone up since then. Oh shit! Yeah
3: not by much but uh so we've made a grand total of 32 dollars oh that's cool we will be donating that and we will obviously put proof that we've donated that onto yeah. our social media
1: i i stand by what i said i will double that uh, oh blimey I'll well
3: I'll put, so much. I'll put some money into. Yeah. i'm not gonna double it tally again because that's
2: yeah. stupid uh, i've got 50p on my desk yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah so, well uh, we'll tell up we'll let you know exactly how much we've donated as a podcast yeah
1: absolutely so um, in pound sterling, that's twenty five point nine four, so twenty six quid. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And if there's any part of this podcast that you that
2: you really enjoyed and you kind of want to do something to to help us, then the main way that you can help us is to tell your friends. Tell your friends about the After Horror podcast. Share your favourite episode with a friend. Just go. Oh, I really like this. If you see anyone online talking about a film that we've talked about, then just just link the episode. Oh, I, I listen to a cool podcast about this. Blah blah blah. You know, just just give us a little bit of a shout out. Imagine that we are, well, you don't have to imagine, we are lonely, sad, one of us at least is fat dorks who sit on the corner at, at parties and don't really interact with anyone. And we really, really, really want to be in the party doing, you know, the cool TikTok dances I think, uh, and uh, and 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 being generally quite popular, and the only way we're going to do that because we are terrible. The only way we're going to do that is if if some of you cooler hams uh, come and introduce us to the wider world. So please tell your friends we're we're, we're steadily rising, but I'd love to see that uh, get to a point where we can start doing some really cool stuff like you know screenings and, and exclusives and all all kinds of joyous stuff. So uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, show tell your friends, um, sure. and the real horror this week. Is um, the sun just the, just the sun?
3: <laughs> that's just, the real horror every week.
2: The newspaper, the giant ball of gas. Um, the, any any degrees heat that's over twenty eight. Oh, no, um, even, that's my spot. Do you know what? Twenty three. I like. Do you know what? Any degrees heat that's over ten. <laughs> that's the real. That's the real horror. <laughs> and uh, until next week, he's been Paul. He's been Dan. He's been Chris.
0: And he's been Mike. Bye, I love you. Give me three Thank rings We get in.
2: Bye, lovely.